All right, welcome back to an episode of Backlash Podcast. This week, our guest is Eric Grunhagen, and Eric is definitely not a household name for musky fishing, and we are not going to teach you the latest tips, tactics, and information to break down water. Eric had himself an unfortunate incident, and his boat was stolen, and we're going to talk a little bit about the lessons that he learned in that theft. And so he's... uh. Hoping that by coming on, we can, uh, you know, enlighten some listeners to potentially check over some of their gear and their policies to prevent anybody else from having any more headaches than they might have in dealing with insurance companies. I think we all know that's not our favorite thing to do, and it's even worse if you're unprepared or underinsured. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about this week. We figured it's a uh, it's a short week, you know, with the holiday this week and everything, and we'd, we'd go that route and, then, uh, you know, teach people a few different things. And we have the, uh, you know, podcast queen, Carrie is on, and we know if Carrie's on, either we have a very, we either have a very special guest or we have an announcement we need to make. And this week we're going to talk about our annual, we'll call it Thanksgiving, Black Friday, you know, Christmas sale. And I think that, uh, you know, Carrie, why don't you talk a little bit about what Muskie Mayhem Tackle's got going on, and then I'll talk a little bit about what Team Rhino Outdoors has on, has going on. So if you're looking to save a little bit of money on some gear, you know, either for yourself or a musky angler, or if you have a list for somebody, you know, let them know about these two sales going on so that they can, uh, they can save. Because for Team Rhino Outdoors, this is once a year. This is like catching a 49 and three-quarter inch musky. doesn't happen real often. Anyways... Carrie, let's talk a little bit about Musky Mayhem Tackle. Well, starting, is it today, the day this airs? Yep, that's okay. correct. Starting today, then Musky Mayhem Tackle has 20% off on the website. Um, you need to use the code HOLIDAY2022 at checkout to get your code. But everything on the website would be 20% off from the 23rd to the 28th. Perfect. And let's talk about some of the new stuff that you have on the website. I know you've been sending me some pictures of some stuff. So what's going on with Musky Mayhem Tackle? I know we've talked about it a little bit, but nobody knows more about Musky Mayhem Tackle than than you. And so we're getting it right from the source. None of this, you know, secondhand information from Brad who barely works and just fishes. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with that? <laughs> hey, quiet down. You're not even supposed to be around. Go away. <laughs> Uh, we have a whole load of new hats and new t-shirts and new sweatshirts. What else do we get? Two different t-shirts, two different I, I don't know. Put it this way, Jeff. There's I can't clothing walk, everywhere. I can't walk through the shop anymore. There's boxes of clothing everywhere. So if that gives you a hint, um, there's hats. There's the flat bills that everybody loves. There's the normal hats that I love. And um, then there's sweatshirts galore and t-shirts as well. And then, of course, we have the custom baits that we can build. You know, you can build them right on the website. Pretty much everything else we sell. You know, I mean, you order baits from us, you get stickers. We have net patches. We pretty much got the gamut. Yeah. Well, it's good that you mentioned the custom baits, Brad, because I was going to ask, like, so if somebody wants to build a custom bucktail on your website, is that 20% off? And the answer is yes. Everything is 20% off. Well, if you're shopping at Team Rhino Outdoors, we are not going to give you 20% off. We're only going to give you 10% off. You need to use the code TRO10 from now until Monday night at 11.59 p.m., Monday the 28th. It'd be uh, Cyber Monday. Carrie's running at the exact same time. So 
TRO, we try to sell everything for the lowest price that we can and still maintain a business and do the things that we do. And so uh, in our instance, we're only going 10% off. But uh, use the code TRO10 and it will save you on everything except for gift cards, chaos tackle rods, and I believe RS nets. Some of the things that we drop ship, there's no discounts on any of those things. But everything else, you can go on our website. So if you're looking for a Lakewood tackle box or you're looking for... I mean, a plethora of gear that we have, it's more gear than we, I think we've ever had. Our inventory is as large as it's ever been. And, you know, so it's not like we were dwindling things down and we haven't reordered in months. We've continued to order product. And so we're we're stocked up, as stocked up as we have been in a while on many, many items. There's some things we have a couple holes on, but we've been trying to, you know, get as much gear in as we can. So that'd be www.teamrhinooutdoors.com. Use the code TRO10 from right now until Monday night, the 28th of November, and save yourself 10%. And that's it. We'll do one sale a year. We don't do anything else. We have people ask us all the time, you know, is there any discount codes available? And the answer would be no. We do it one time a year. So a lot of our stuff is custom. It's hard to get as it is. And so uh, for us to, you know, get it in stock and then blow it out at discounted rates it's just not something where that we do and so that's where we're at like i said we try to sell stuff at you know the lowest price that we can anyways without uh you know getting too greedy on it and still you know making this so it's not just a hobby and doing it for fun so that's it it's uh those are the two places to check out musky mayhem tackle and carrie what's that code again it's holiday 2022 excellent and so, you know, Carrie, let's talk about, uh, you know, have you been getting on the water? Have you been in the deer stand? What's your story? I haven't talked to you in a while. I've <laughs> talked to Brad far too often. I got on the water, wasn't I, out a few or a few weeks before deer hunting? So I haven't been out since then. And honestly, it's cold here, so it's not really breaking my heart. I did go deer hunting one day, and I missed. It's a long story that we don't have time for, but... Um, Mika got her first buck, so I kind of quit. We didn't really need more than one. And again, it was cold, so it didn't break my heart that I didn't have to sit out there. Yeah, well, there's days that often wonder why we still live in the Midwest, but here we are. I guess it's because we like seasons, although this is not one season that I like at all. This this stuff here, as we record on a Saturday night, it's, uh, I don't know, 15 degrees out maybe. It's windy and snowy, and it's not any fun. Last time I looked a little while ago, it was like 5 degrees here. Well, you guys are in the North Pole. I'm a little bit in the. I'm a little south of the North Pole, so we're in the tundra. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I was kind of a Sally this fall, late fall. I didn't. I didn't go out. I left that to Brad and Chase and a few others. Sure. Well, from what I understand, Brad and Chase are still out there uh, making it happen, and they've been putting some fish in the boat, huh, Brad? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's been a fun. November as, as far as trolling goes and uh we've done very well we uh we buttoned up our last show for Mayhem's 10,000 cast and looking forward to that season coming up shortly been busy uh editing on my off time off the water so we're putting everything together hey Brad speaking of Mayhem's 10,000 cast let's talk about that a second you're running some sort of giveaway some sort of contest something going on over there on both Instagram and Facebook why don't you talk a little bit about that yeah, absolutely. We decided that we were going to give away a musky bumper uh, fat boy board, both on Instagram as well as Facebook. And and what you need to do is go look at Mayhem's 10,000 Cast 
on both platforms. You can enter twice by doing both both platforms. And there's some simple rules on how you can uh, enter to win. So free giveaway, two boards are gonna be given away, one for Instagram, one for Facebook. Get out there and follow the instructions and uh, hopefully you're a winner. So there you go. Why don't you pause this episode right now, go over to Facebook, go over to Instagram, enter your contest for a Mayhem's 10,000 casts. And then since you're on the internet already, why don't you head on over to Musky Mayhem Tackle, enter the code HOLIDAY2022, and uh, save yourself 20% there. And then whatever's left over, why don't you come on over to TeamRhinoOutdoors.com, use the code TRO10, save yourself 10% on all of our gear. And with that being said, I think we should dial up our conversation that we had with Eric. Sounds good. All right, our guest this week is Eric Grunhagen, and for the purpose of this episode, I, I shouldn't say purpose, I mean, we have Eric on because he's actually had some misfortune lately, I'll let him talk to him about, and that's what we're here to, to talk about. You know, we're going to enlighten you on a few things that you know, hopefully you'll learn from, I guess, Eric's bad luck, for, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it that way. And Eric is a, he's an avid muskie angler, he's also a police officer, so uh, Eric, you know, first off, we want to thank you for your service, we'll go that far. And then we also want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule to talk about this. I realize it's a Saturday night and you know, we all have better things to do aside from it's freezing cold across the Midwest. So maybe we don't have better things to do. But Eric, thanks for taking time come, you know, coming on and, and talking about this with us. Jeff, Brad, it's my pleasure. Thank you for your interest in my story. And I'm very happy to be with you. Absolutely. So let's talk about your story. You know, you had some uh, an unfortunate incident. And then uh, I happened to text you recently and ask you how, you know, if things were resolved there. And, and uh, then you were like, well, maybe this is something we could talk about on this podcast and try to, you know, help people out so they can avoid a, a similar situation. So let's talk about your situation and then let's talk about a few things that you've learned throughout this process. Sure, absolutely. Well, I owned a uh, Lund uh, 1875 crossover. I, I have a family of four. Uh, I'm married. I have two, uh, a son. And a daughter, and uh, uh, they've they've met both Jeff and Brad uh, through the expos over the years. Um, that was uh, it's not it's not the ideal musky boat, but it's it's what I have, and it's a it's a great family boat first and foremost. On uh, September 26th, I traveled uh, just a, about an hour away from my home. Uh, I live here in the Quad Cities, right on the Mississippi River. I took my brother and my my dad. He's uh, he's 76 years old. And not in the greatest of health. Uh, he's, he's worked hard his whole life, a uh, carpenter, painter. I took him walleye fishing uh, to, to a lake over by Iowa City, and we spent the day walleye fishing together. And that particular lake uh, also, also has muskies in it, so I'm always, I always take, take some muskie gear with me, even if we're walleye fishing. Uh, we spent the day fishing, and uh, we drove back. My brother had a business meeting to get to. And, uh, of course, I needed to be home before the kids got home from school. So we uh, stopped at, at my storage unit. We put the boat away. Uh, I left all of my gear uh, in the boat as we locked it up in the storage unit. And uh, my, my brother, Dad, you know, they took their gear out. And uh, a couple days had passed. I got invited to go do a three-day hustle to Green Bay and then up to the North Woods. It's a local fishing buddy of mine here who, who also chases the big skis. Um, so we were up in Green Bay on his boat and then, uh, and then Monaco, Wisconsin, up in the Northwoods area there, just hustling as, as hard as we could. Uh, my, my time is limited because I have rotating days off, so I don't get to fish anywhere near what I would like to. And because my days rotate, I don't get weekends off, but, uh, just a, a couple times a year. While I was gone, I got 
a text message from a, a fellow police sergeant asking if I was missing my uh, boat trailer license plate. And, uh, of course, I, I didn't realize that the boat trailer license plate was missing. To the best of my knowledge, it was still on the boat uh, in the in the storage unit. I told my friend, I said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm six hours away. I, I'll go check the boat when I get home. And uh, so we, we got home on the 5th, October 5th. But anyway, my sergeant said, well, they were pretty sure that they, somebody from our local sheriff's office had, had noticed my boat trailer license plate on a, uh, on a motorcycle racing around a particular neighborhood that's, that's a high crime area. And uh, so, of course, I'm, I'm naturally super curious about that. And it's not out of the realm of possibility to lose a boat trailer license plate. So I, I wasn't terribly concerned about it. So my fishing partner and I, we, we returned home to the Quad Cities on, uh, in the evening of October 5th. I dropped my gear and ran straight to my storage unit. I ran to the storage unit to check on the, on the license plate in the boat. I found the overhead door uh, open about two inches. The lock was gone. Uh, I threw the, the door up, the big overhead door. I, I pushed that up and found that my boat, my trailer, everything uh, that was in my boat and trailer, everything was gone. And I was absolutely furious, uh, heartbroken, devastated. You know, I bought that boat. It was paid off. I kept it in great condition, stored it inside, washed it, waxed it. Uh, all of our family vacations uh, with, with my kids and wife revolved around around that boat. So anyway, we, we, we were all just, just very, very devastated that, that that boat was gone. It makes my blood pressure go up even thinking about it now. But uh, I just, I, I never in a million years thought that somebody would, would steal my boat. And so all my walleye gear was, I had just a little bit of musky gear in it. I had a lot of walleye gear in it, garage rails, every kind of uh, walleye crankbait that you can think of, hookout tools. Uh, my bump board, I guess I did have one box of topwater uh, musky lures in there. They stole my trolling girls. My trolling girls were hanging up. I, I, I only own four trolling girls, and uh, I, I like to troll the big blades uh, when we go up there in the summertime uh, on, on our vacations. Those were in there. They were stolen. Everything, everything, I mean, it was just all my gear was gone. And so, of course, I go into panic mode. I'm trying to remember to the best of my ability, everything that was in that boat. And of course I go back to my garage and look at what's still there and try to, you know, process of elimination, actually realize what, what I'm missing. I filed a police report. The Davenport police department has been excellent. Uh, they came out right away, took a burglary report and it started an investigation and, and they're still working on it. I'm happy to report that they have the people running the investigation have suspects identified, and uh, but they're still working on the case. So I won't go too too deep into the uh, nuts and bolts of the case. That's a whole other story for another time. Of course, I, I started a uh, insurance claim with my uh, boat owner's insurance. That has been absolutely a maddening and super frustrating ordeal. So the police are working on it on October a patrol officer uh, located my boat uh, badly damaged and defaced on a on an acreage uh, in the southwest end uh, of town. And, um, of course, that led to search warrants and a police response. 
the bows had been damaged and been run into things. The, uh, the gunnels were, were dented and gouged. Um, the skag was bent and, and, and discolored uh, from being dragged. The prop was damaged. All the electronics were stolen off the boat. And every piece of tackle uh, and rod from the rod lockers were all stolen, all cleaned out. So, I, I mean, just, just what an incredible loss. The remote control from the trolling motor, uh, you know, that's, that's kept in my uh, glove box on the lund. I'm probably like most other fishermen. I, I keep the keys, uh, you know, in the ignition all the time. I don't think I've ever taken the key out in like the eight years I've owned that boat or seven years I've owned the boat. So the police located it. Uh, we had it towed to a local uh, Lund dealership, Marina. They're a very reputable business, uh, Davenport Boat and Marine. They, they do great work in the in the Quad Cities. Um, I've, they've serviced my boat and the annual oil changes and things like that, and inspections of the engine and so forth. And uh, so my boat currently sits there while they, uh, they work on the uh, damage appraisal and estimate. So we're working with the insurance company, and they actually came down and did their assessment. Their assessment doesn't jive at all with uh, with what Davenport Boat produced. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's about a well, about an eighty two hundred dollar difference, and so that's a, a major source of frustration, you know, with the insurance company. My boat has a uh, x a x dollar amount replacement value. The the damage estimate I think was about. Just shy of fifteen thousand dollars to uh, to fix the aluminum, to repaint the boat, fix the skag, the gear case, and uh, and replace the uh, the stainless steel prop. So we've been fighting with the insurance company to uh, raise their price. I didn't know that the insurance companies try to dictate what the labor price and the parts price are with the dealerships or the repair shops. Uh, this particular insurance company does not have a preferred shop for, for boat repairs in the area. Kind of like, uh, you know, some automobile policies will have a preferred shop. You can just take your car in there and get it fixed. Uh, you pay your deductible and out the door you go. Uh, coincidentally, uh, I've been with the company for, well, ever since I bought the boat. So I guess seven years. I've never filed a claim. I've never missed a payment. And uh, the particular company I'm with has what they call disappearing deductible, and uh, so I don't even I don't even own a, owe a deductible, which is even more maddening. You know, I, it's like I'm I've been a good customer and I've always paid my bills on time and never filed a claim yet. I'm like fighting with them to get the boat back in the condition that it was in before it was stolen. The insurance company provided paperwork for personal effects that were in the boat, tackle, electronics, anything and everything that was in the boat. Muskie anglers especially, but walleye, walleye anglers too, they, uh, they have you know just thousands of dollars of gear very easily. And I, I'm just not sure that the average fisherman and, and even the pros, I'm, I'm curious, uh, like with, with Brad and some of the other guides, if, I mean, do you have an inventory? Do you have a solid uh, documentation on, on the things that you own in the boat, rods, reels, hookout tools, bump boards, leaders. Um, I had a, I had a whole box of, uh, of stealth leaders gone. They're all gone. My Nipex, my hookout tools. Uh, so the Nipex were gone. The junky, rusty uh, needle nose 
and uh, and angle pliers and stuff that were in there. Uh, I, we ultimately got those back. The police were able to execute a couple search warrants, and they did get some of my gear back, but not all of it. And uh, so, meanwhile, I had to sit down and sip on some coffee and try to document to the best of my memory everything that was in the boat. And I, I, I did I did a pretty good job of really articulating and, and describing, you know, makes, models, colors, sizes, things like that. So when the detectives went to go do search warrants, they were they were able to find those things and I mean they just stuck out. Smithwick rogues, for instance, you know, walleye crankbait I, I had probably every color and the suspending and the rattling and so uh the detectives, uh, at least one of them that was involved in the case, has got a pretty decent fishing IQ, and uh, she was able to to easily identify some some of this tackle uh, when they did the search warrants after they had developed a suspect. But I'm still missing a lot of stuff. This is, this is on me. This is my fault. Uh, I, I didn't read carefully the fine print of my insurance policy, and my insurance policy only covers a thousand dollars for personal effects. So, and I, I met that threshold between two icon rods and a salt stick. And then the reels that were on all, all those three rods. Uh, I, I hit that very easily. I took a bath, uh, with really cold water and on some of the stuff that I lost my electronics, my, uh, my hummingbirds, they were, they were located. I have not yet been had a chance to hook them up to the boat to make sure they work, but the thieves stole the map cards, uh, the Lake Master map cards. Uh, I had a Zero Lines card, uh, got the Wisconsin card, I got the Midwest with the Great Plains card. Uh, those are gone. The boxes were still in the glove box, but the uh, the actual map chips were gone. So these guys, I mean, they they hurt me, and uh, gosh, I, like I said, I never thought in a million years that. Uh, but that would have happened to me. So I, I guess my message to the listeners uh, to the Backlash podcast and, and, and whether you're a muskie angler, a walleye angler, you really need to keep good notes, good documentation. Uh, my winter project, I am going to photograph and write down every lure that I have, uh, the make, uh, the model, whatever it is. I'm uh, The trays, the uh, Lambo boxes, I mean, every... Everything that I have, I'm going to have it documented. I think a good idea is to photograph, you know, your your arsenal, whether you print them off or at least keep them on an SD card. Where if you ever need to produce proof or evidence that you, that you own these things, uh, I mean, it's 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 really difficult. Thank goodness uh, with uh, with Team Rhino Outdoors, uh, you can get on and look at your order history and, and see, you know, you can. You know prices, you know names, you know colors. Um, if you, other retailers, if you if you register, you have an account online. Uh, you can see very clearly, very easily. But things that you buy at shows. Um, I mean, I have I've got a lifetime, an adult lifetime of collecting gear. I'm, I'm a multi-species angler. I'm, I'm a musky nut. I mean, I, I I got into that game seven years ago. Uh, on a on a vacation, and it was I had some luck. I caught two muskies in twelve hours. I guess two trips, two two half day trips, and that, that's all she wrote. Now I'm just infatuated with the sport, and I can't get enough of it. So I, I guess uh, do you have any questions? Do you have uh, you have any? 
let's uh, start with the boat itself. So yeah. is there something that you suggest people look at as far as like, you know, replacement costs? I and mean, obviously like, let's just say, for example, right. your boat was what year, 2014, 2015, something you said? Yeah. So Jeff, I bought that boat in 2015. It was a model year 2014. Okay. So, I mean, if yeah. we look at just boat prices alone, how much that stuff has increased. So back when you've took that policy out, you might've taken it out for, you know, X amount. I don't know. Some of them are replacement costs. I recently just had my roof done on my house and I didn't have to do any adjustments on my insurance policy for my house. But you, you know, if you have an insurance agent, you might want to you know, just get with them and, and, uh, you know, see what they recommend and make sure that you're not covered for a dollar amount that you'd be covered for, you know, replacement cost. I'm assuming is what you, what you would find in your instance, correct? Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're, you're exactly correct. Uh, I would make sure, I, I think it's probably a good idea to look at one and a half times what the boat's value is to make sure that you're not really behind if, if you suffer a loss. I mean, I think most anglers, most boaters, you know, they, they think about hitting, hit, hitting or striking the hidden rock pile, uh, busting up a lower unit, something like that. I, I don't think many people are thinking about, uh, you know, having their boat stolen from a storage unit. So, you know, the off season is a great time to review your policies. How much coverage do you have for tackle? And, and, and are electronics uh, included in personal effect or you know, your electronics that are mounted to the boat, is that considered part of the boat? So if somebody steals your electronics off the boat, you know, how, how is that covered? I, I would not take the cheapest, uh, what do they call it? So-called cut rate uh, insurance that, you know, they talk about in the commercials. I, you get what you pay for. And, uh, you know, my dad always said, uh, cheap's not good and good's not cheap. So, I mean, there's, there's something to that. So I, I wouldn't go with the cheapest uh, uh, boat insurance that's out there. I would definitely shop around, definitely read the fine print, ask questions of your agent. Uh, I, I like to have a local agent that I can cook, that I can go to. Um, I, I think that makes a, a, a big thing as opposed to you know an internet sales type of uh, type of insurance policy where you pay your money and you never see or talk to anybody from the insurance company until until you're in trouble and you need them. Yeah. And a lot of insurance agents, I know my, I switched agents, I don't know, probably like two years ago or whatever. And he, you know, he, he's more than willing to come on out to the house and have an insurance audit with you, go over your policy. You know, I'm sure they don't necessarily have to come out to your house, but I'm sure if you give them a call, they can start to answer these questions for you. And, you know, like that personal effects thing, like, so we'll use, you know, my example, my example. So I think when I bought my Ranger, the, we were going through the policy with, with my agent and he had said, you know, is this going to be enough coverage? And I want to say the number was probably right around like one or $2,000 or whatever. And, and I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm like, I carry, you know, at the time I probably had, if I was trolling, I had six rods trolling. I probably had four casting rods. Like you said, typically, you know, you were talking about icon rods, the St. Croix stuff's not cheap. So, I mean, if you go, let's just say you had a St. Croix legend tournament and you had a Tranks on there. You're at a thousand dollars just alone in one combo. You know it doesn't take real long right. to, and then and that's not including any of the other stuff. So I think I told him a twenty thousand dollar policy, and I think his head would have spun if I could have seen him. But this was on the phone, and he's like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "Yeah, I have a lot of gear on there." So I I yep. would assume that the majority of these boat policies don't have a lot of coverage on there for gear unless you specifically asked for it. So yeah, definitely exactly something to right. look at. Yeah, I mean, it's for sure something you're going to want to look at. 
And not only, I mean, a, th- a theft necessarily, but let's just say it was an accident. You know, you're driving down the highway, somebody hits you. I mean, right now the roads are icy and slippery. These guys are still out towing their boats. What happens if you have an issue there? Heaven forbid, you know, you have a fire in your house or your garage and you have an issue there. Uh, definitely, I mean, lots of reasons why you'd want to make sure you're covered for loss. And, you know, then the other thing you were talking about, so, I'm, you know, in our text messages, you recommended, you know, actually basically getting a spreadsheet together for your gear. Yeah, and, and I mean, obviously you had talked about pictures, but you'd want to essentially do a gear inventory. I don't know if all of us want to do that because I think sometimes we don't really want to know exactly how, how wrapped up we are in this stuff. But to do a gear inventory, you know, like you said, it's wintertime. There's not much else to do. It's probably not a bad idea. And then, you know, store a copy of it maybe in a safe, you know, uh, send it over to your parents' house or friend's house somewhere. So, you know, in the event that you did have a loss, you'd have, you know, let's say it's your house you have a copy in a couple different areas so that you can get your gear covered. Cause you know, not only do we carry a lot of gear on our boats, most of us have, you know, double or more of that just sitting back at home. I know I do. So it's you bring up a lot of great points. Uh, when, when I was talking to the detectives that were investigating my case, I mentioned before that one, one of the, uh, one of the detectives, she's an angler, she's a muskie angler. Uh, she's a multi-species angler. Uh, she gets she gets the deal. She knows how much these things cost. She knows the value of a. Now I, I didn't lose any any supernaturals or anything like that. That stuff was safely secure in an undisclosed location. But uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> locked away tight in the treasure chest. chest. But uh, I, I mean, it's such an investment, and it's and it's an ongoing collection and investment that I, I think maybe. I, I have a drop in, a, in the bucket of, of gear compared to, you know, what some of these guys have. I, I think sitting down in the wintertime, making a spreadsheet and truly inventorying by category. Uh, if you have 25 uh, showgirls or double cowgirls, write it down, write down, you know, what, what your colors are and, and, and what, what you think you paid for them. Have proof, have documentation because the insurance companies want to see that stuff. You know, I mean, uh, could you imagine the rat's nest you would have if you kept every receipt from every piece of gear that you've ever bought as long as you've been an angler and collecting and, 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 and you know, chasing our chosen favorite species here? It, it, it would, it's just, you couldn't store all the paperwork. You need a bunch of boxes. I'd have to do it for Team, team Rhino because we got to keep that stuff around for seven years and the boxes are big for that. But, you know, personally, yeah, if you keep, if, you know, keep track of all that stuff, it's, it's uh, quite the task. But, in your instance, I mean, it would have probably prevented, you know, I would say a good amount of headache. Yeah, I, uh, I was able to work through it. The, uh, the insurance company provided a form uh, in their format where you have to go through and it's just a generic form. We itemize things and, uh, and, and I mean, and it was, it took a lot of time. It took a lot of time to sit down and try to go through it. And, you know, I've, I've bought stuff from, from Fleet Farm. I've bought stuff from Cabela's. So some of that stuff, you know, where you have a login handle uh, and you can look at an order history, that stuff was easier to track down. But th- there's just no way that I was able to cover every piece of equipment or lure that was that was in that boat. Uh, I know better now, and, and I will have everything documented by the time the, the spring thaw gets here. I love looking at the lures. I, you know, I, I can go to any of these bait shops or and I, even even the websites. 
and just just look at them. I, I love to just look at the baits. So I'll be in a happy place this winter when I can't be out inventorying every everything that I have. And I am. I'm going to photograph them, and I'll, and, I, and I'm going to write them down. And I will have. Uh, I, I'll be prepared. I'll know. I mean, I do that. You know, a lot of people will do that. You know, if they're hunters with their gun collection. Uh, you know, women that have extensive or, or decent uh, value in their uh, jewelry collections, you know, they'll have to get, you know, jewelry writers uh, from the insurance company. And, and you got to document those things so you know what you have. Uh, because if, if, if mayhem strikes, as they say, you, you, you want to be covered and you want to you have a good idea. Brad, do you, uh, do you have a, an inventory of, of everything that you have uh, in your arsenal? I don't have a complete inventory, but I, I have had my agent come to the house and we went through this stuff and, and basically by box, what baits I actually have. And, you know, with guide insurance, it's a little bit different story as well. Sure. Um, but mm-hmm. definitely the inventory side of it, as far as each individual product base, whatever you want to say, is definitely important. And I think a prime example of the same kind of loss that you're dealing with right now is back when Jason Hammernick lost his house to a fire. It's the same sure. exact thing. So yeah. he went through that. It's not easy. Um, and I've seen some other people, a cousin of mine lost uh, his shed in a fire. Same example. It, it's very, very challenging, whether it be tools or it might be your lures or, or whatever it might be. Uh, you definitely benefit from having that inventory list. Yep. Yeah. So I, I, I really recommend that, that people take it seriously, have good, reputable insurance, have more insurance than you need. Uh, insurance is expensive, but uh, it, it's worth it when you need it. And, and you got to have really great documentation of, uh, of what you own. Eric, you think we got it mostly covered on, uh, on your end? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's, that's, that's really the, you know, the, the whole story. Um, I, I really hope that that doesn't ever happen. I guess one, one other thing, Jeff, that I would mention is if you are storing your boat in a storage unit, the, where, where I was, there were no visible or obvious threats. I think storage units are much easier to get into for a, for a willing burglar than, than, than probably what a uh, law-abiding normal person would consider. There are wheel locks. There are chain locks that go around the axle to make it more difficult. I, I have a breakaway tongue, like a lot of guys do on their on their trailers. Um, I didn't have it pinned, so, you know. I had it open. They make locks that you can put through those. Anything and everything that you can think of to slow a would-be thief down from stealing your rig, I, I would recommend it. Um, I will have a hidden air Apple Air Tag. Uh, in my boat, once it's repaired, I will have a tongue lock, I will have a wheel lock, and I will have the biggest daggone padlock that I can find. You know, ideally, you'd like just to have it in your garage and you know it's safe, but uh, we like to have warm vehicles in the wintertime here, so it's not a, that's not an option for us. But uh, I wouldn't waste any expense, uh, or I would go to any expense to protect your investment, to protect your boat, protect your vessel. I, I've missed probably, I mean, I had some plans and we had some trips ready to go. And, um, you know, so the last, the last seven weeks here where things really get great, uh, or can be great. Uh, I, I've been grounded. I haven't been able to go fishing. Uh, I haven't been able to go walleye fishing. I haven't been able to go musky fishing. And, uh, I, I really want to be out 
and uh, you know, as cold as it is now, things are going to ice up. So really, uh, take your security very seriously. Consider some options and do things to protect yourself. That's that's my advice. Well, Eric, yeah, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to tell us that story and get these things uh, going in people's minds. It's not our typical, you know, backlash podcast. We're not getting you on uh, on the latest spot, but. You know, being uh, where most of us are heading to the off season right now, it's definitely something that people can uh, implement. I hope you and your family have a, a great Thanksgiving holiday. The Thanksgiving holiday is coming up right after this episode comes out, and hopefully, we see you guys at a show this year. Hope happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Uh, I hope Carrie's doing great. Brad, we're looking forward to seeing you at uh, one of the expos. And Jeff, we always always love catching up with you. I had a, had a great time last year at the at the hotel with you guys visiting. Uh, I've got a. I'm hungry for information. I love to learn. I love the sport. I've made some pretty awesome friends uh, along the way here uh, who have accepted this this greenhorn rookie into the sport. And uh, so I, I've got a lot to learn. And, and, and I, I love the podcast, love everything about it. And thank you for your, for your interest in this story. Yep. Thanks again, Eric. And we want to thank all of our listeners for putting up with us for another episode. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. And we'll catch everybody again next week. Happy Thanksgiving, guys.